Ten years ago, my husband died and left me with a two-year-old son. She says, I've been crying out to God. What am I going to do when he becomes a teenager? She says, now he's 12 years old. He's a navigator in Trail Off USA. He's surrounded by godly men who are mentoring him, bringing him along. She says, my husband would want me to thank you. Now, who knows how many times that's repeated over and over across the country, but we have a burden. We have a passion for these boys who don't have fathers in the house. Single moms are loving Trail Life. Dads are loving Trail Life. It gives them a new way to connect with their son. You know, you used to go out and turn a wrench with your son or go tame a horse or plow a field or something. But we don't have those things anymore. We're continuing a series of programs from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention 2020. Welcome to today's show. I'm Byron Tyler, and we are toward the end of the week at the NRB here in Nashville. It's been a great week, and one of the things that I like to do is sit down with different ministries. We have the unique opportunity to connect with so many here, as I've mentioned on previous programs that we have produced from the convention. We are a group of broadcasters, radio, television, print, social media, coming together to uh, network, share ideas, to encourage each other, to hear from speakers. So much that happens at NRB. You can kind of get lost (laughs) here if you don't watch yourself. We're glad to bring you these shows from the convention floor. Right now we're back in the media press area, and we have Mark Hancock on the program. Mark is the CEO of Trail Life USA. Mark, welcome. Welcome to Bot Radio Network. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Thank you, Byron. It's great to be here. When I saw Mark Hancock on the list with Trail Life, I said, I want to talk to you because it was about a year ago, a pastor in Collierville, Dr. Greg Spears, we've been friends for a long time, and Greg contacted me and told me about this new program they were going to implement in their church ministry called Trail Life USA, and I really had no idea. As a young boy who came from a single-parent home, I grew up in the scouting. My mom knew that I needed some male mentorship and leadership, so I remember my first Scoutmaster George Bagwell hmm. in Troop 200 back hmm. in Memphis. The foundation there, Mr. Blakely was my Boy Scout leader, you know, mm-hmm. and we had more fun going to Camp Kaikima and going on these trips, you wow. know, and, and I, I worked up to, I guess, Tenderfoot, which I know is not very far, but a lot of things changed in my life at that point, but it was really foundational, you mm-hmm. know, and I got some really good connection. Mm-hmm. And the Boy Scouts, in the history of Boy Scouts, has offered that to literally millions yeah. of boys boys across the United States, but times have changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Society's changed, culture's changed, values have changed, Mm -hmm. but there's still this vacuum, this void that young boys, because they're faced with fatherless homes, Mm -hmm. they're faced with not really great role model images, Mm -hmm. and they need the nurturing of the church, they need the nurturing of God's Word and strong character of men in their life. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to steal anything that you have to share today. Where did it begin for you? Were you in Boy Scouts? I was not in Boy Scouts. Uh, just I don't know how I missed it, but I was not. I was not in Boy Scouts. But I had my sons in Boy Scouts, and so in 2012, 2013, that period of time when the Boy Scouts started talking about abandoning some of their their principles. Of course, we as a family, we were we were shocked. You know, here's an organization, wonderful legacy, gave us presidents and senators and astronauts and leaders and generals and and all these all these wonderful things contributing to you had had an impact on, on men like yourself you know, through the, their program. And here they were deciding that they're going to start heading in a different direction. That's just really, uh, it affects our family. Can we stop there, Mark, <laughs> sure. for a second? When you say abandon something, what, what specifically do you see they were abandoning? Well, the first step is they, they open up to open and avowed uh, homosexual boys. And we just felt like that was a mistake. We just felt like, uh, you know, I'm a mental health counselor, marriage and family therapist, and I know that boys can go through times where they're, they're, uh, they're 
curious about same-sex attraction and things like that, but, but for the most part, they grow out of it. And the worst thing you can do is step in at that point in a boy's life uh, and 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 confirm something that shouldn't be confirmed. And we just thought that that was that that wasn't going to go well. And just the confusion around what do we do with home, open and avowed homosexual boys, putting them in a tent with a with a younger boy who's who's not homosexual? Or what what do we do with the what what, what are we going to do about that? And we, and of course the scriptural and biblical principles. You know, you're not politically correct, right? I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not talking about being politically correct. We're talking right. about being biblically correct, right. being true to the standard of God's word, right? Well, yeah, it was that, but that was just the first hint, and we knew that they could not legally stand on those grounds, that they were saying they were just doing that for boys, but not for adults. Well, a year later, they also opened up to open and avowed homosexual adults. Well, that you know, an organization that's already struggling with abuse issues, what do you, what, what do you can do when you have men in the program who are attracted to other to other men and 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 possibly boys is, is that is that really the best environment? So as a family, we said we just can't do this. And in fact, the church that was sponsoring our troops said we can't do this either. And so there were 300 volunteers across the country who started uh, talking about the idea uh, of an alternative to the Boy Scouts that would conserve the, these these traditional family values. And that's how Trail Life was birthed. These 300 volunteers across the country, 50 of us gathered in Louisville, Kentucky, in 2013. Out of that, we had a steering committee that six. 68 days later, held a convention. Here in Nashville, Tennessee, we had 1,200 people come from 44 states in our inaugural convention. That was just 68 days later after that first first meeting. Uh, Governor Mike Huckabee was our keynote address. Wonderful meeting, beautiful meeting. And then a few months later, on January 1st, 2014, we launched Trail Off USA with 10,000 members on our first day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So when you're looking at trying to start an organization like Trail Life USA, knowing that you've got certain values, convictions, you want to be the standard for your organization. There's the oath of the mm-hmm. Boy Scouts. I'm sure you have something similar. Talk about how you develop this. Well, it was wonderful because we had this uh, really deep bench of men who had years and years of experience in scouting, and but, but were men of conviction, Christian men of conviction, who said they could not continue in, in that way. And we had all these men and these volunteers across the field to draw from, from. That meeting in Louisville was where we pounded out, okay, what is this going to look like? Where, how Christian are we going to be? We dealt with questions like that. And there were four factions represented there that were developing uh, programs as an alternative to Boy Scouts, and we all came under one one banner. And then, of course, we had that board of directors who who helped take uh, the input from that meeting and structure uh, the legal foundation. and 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 all the volunteers built the program. We have a robust awards program and uniforms and handbooks and everything that you expect from from an outdoor organization. All that all that built, but it began. Uh, there's, there's there's two things that are that are at our core that that we will not waver on. One is we are Christ centered, unapologetically Christian. And we are boy-focused. And we just feel like uh, the Boy Scouts kind of abandoned boys because ultimately their homosexual decision went to a transgender decision. And then it went to allowing girls in the program. Well, we think girls are great, but we think that boys and girls need their own program that's aimed at their unique strengths. You can't apply that same magic that Boy Scouts had done for over 100 years and expect to get the same results. We think boys and girls are different. You talk about politically incorrect. We really think (laughs) that boys and girls are different. And there's proof, of course, of science. 
science is there biologically, psychologically, socially, emotionally, just the physical traits. Boys and girls are different. They learn different. Their brains are structured different. Their eyes work different. Their ears work different. They're different. Any engaged parent or teacher knows this, that boys and girls are different. And we are just upholding that to say, yeah, well, we're actually going to behave that way. We're not going to pretend like they're the same. We're going to behave along with the science and what we know from generations and eons that boys and girls are different. And we are going to give boys a unique learning environment that's male-focused, male boy-focused, right. intent on building them into godly men. So you kick off in an incredible start-off. You said some 10,000 that mm-hmm. came and got behind you to start off the inaugural push for Trail Life USA. Uh, but it hasn't been easy all the way. I mean, there's been some opposition in certain areas, haven't they? They've tried to challenge you or make this look like that this isn't the best idea for young boys? Well, when you do something like this, you do, in a way, make yourself a target. So we have had some some challenges along the way, but i got to tell you, we've just seen consistent growth. We're now at 33,000 members. We're in all 50 states, over 850 churches, chartering troops. So it hasn't hindered our ability to minister to boys, to make a difference in the life of both boys and their dads and fatherless boys. It's just rampant in our culture. Yeah, let's talk about boys. some of that, too. We can mm-hmm. talk about where we are right now in society with yeah. the fatherless homes and even some homes that have a dad there, but the dads aren't showing up. Yeah, it's really tragic. And one of the things I talk about a lot in Trail Off USA is uh, dad likes. So we have dads and we have dad likes. We have a lot of men in our program who don't have a son in the program, but they understand the value of a male mentor, Christian male mentor who wants to see the next generation mentored and discipled properly. Not too long ago, I was in Texas and I met a troop master up there. That's the leader of the troop. And he said, Mark, you see that boy over there? And I said, yeah. He says, he doesn't have a father. He says, but I have paired him up with that man over there. And that man calls him to make sure, do you have your handbook? Do you have your tent? Do you have everything you need for the meeting? Do you have a ride for tonight's meeting? Are you ready? I said, boy, that's wonderful. And then he says, you see that boy over there? And I said, yeah. And he says, he doesn't have a father. And I've paired him up with that man over there. And he went on and on and on. And I stopped him. I said, who are you? <laughs> you know? And he said, well, I got to tell you, when I was nine years old, my father passed away. And I was embraced by a youth organization and men taught me how to be a man right. in that organization. He says, and I made a promise at that time that I would do that for every boy when I grew up. A single mama came up to me at a campfire after an event in Virginia, and she said, I got to thank you for trail life. She says, uh, 10 years ago, my husband died and left me with a two-year-old son. She says, I've been crying out to God. What am I going to do when he becomes a teenager? And she says, now he's 12 years old. He's a navigator in Trail Off USA. He's surrounded by godly men wow. who are mentoring him, bringing him along. She says, my husband would want me to thank you. <laughs> now, who knows how many times that's repeated over and over across the country. But we have a, we have a burden. We have a passion for these boys who, who, who don't have fathers in the house. Single moms are loving Trail Life. Dads are loving trail life. It gives them a new way to connect with their son. You know, in the world today, it's, it's you know, you used to go out and turn a wrench with your son or go tame a horse or plow a field or something. <laughs> but we don't have those things anymore. Yeah, the and cars are too complicated it, today. It's all too complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we like to say that this is the first generation being raised by Google. They, yeah. they really don't need the input of the dad anymore. But the outdoors is this wonderful level playing field where the dad gets to be the guy again. He gets to be the one who can show his son things and teach him things. So it sort of creates, again... That, that relationship between father and son that wasn't right. there before. And men, of course, are enjoying their time together in the outdoors. They're, they're forming relationships of brotherhood that they're finding out there in the 
in the outdoors. Well, you mentioned this inaugural event there in Louisville, Kentucky. Thinking back over the last interview I did with Pastor Greg about trail life and the fact that y'all meet annually, don't you, for a big jamboree or families come together an outing? Well, we're volunteer-driven, so a lot of that happens in the field. We have eight regions across the country, and okay. each region, has, has the volunteers put together an event. Now, every five years, and we just had it back in July, every five years we have a national event. And that's where everybody comes from the country to, to one place. But as a home office, we don't do that because we don't want to interfere with what the regions are doing. We don't want to compete with, with our regional. You know, Mark, I was just thinking about one of the merit badges I remember was citizenship. We learned the basic foundation of our country and some of the documents that created who we are as a people, as Americans, the United States. And we're missing that. We look at some of the, and we're not getting political here, but in the sense of looking for statesmen, people who are leaders with integrity, go back to what used to be the Boy Scouts came out of that. So the opportunity to train the minds of young boys mm-hmm. and develop them, and this is all based on Scripture, right? The principles taught through trail life are biblically-based principles. They are. If you look at our mission, our mission statement, it's to raise generations of courageous young, young men who honor God, lead with integrity, serve others, and experience outdoor adventure. That says it all. That, that's what we're doing. And when we talk about how we integrate Scripture into, into the organization, you know, we're not an outdoor organization with a Christian skin trying to do Christian things. We are at our core, a Christian ministry that uses the outdoors to help develop the next generation of young men. So we use a carrot cake analogy. You know, when you eat a piece of carrot cake, you don't get these big hunks of carrot, but there's carrot in every bite. And that's how Christ is infused in our program. So the boys aren't coming into the thing where, oh, this feels like Sunday school. These are big chunks of scripture or big chunks of this or whatever. Right. But it's integrated in everything that they do. The Christian worldview is integrated in every badge that the boys the boys uh, earn. Um, but, but it isn't in a churchy kind of way. It doesn't feel like Sunday school in the outdoors to them. But they are, they are, they are being developed as, as, as uh, Christian young men. Well, you talk about these different regions, and I, and I know you probably don't have your thumb on all that happens in each region about the works that each troop, do you call them troops? or what do We you, do, the troops. The troops that, that they're engaged in in their communities. But I remember Pastor Greg, again, going back to that conversation I had with him, just telling me some of the ways that these young boys are giving back to their communities. Mm. I mean, and there was a story, and I wish I could remember, but it was the most incredible story, and it was financially how this one boy did something to raise this money to help this homeless shelter. And maybe you have other examples, but I want people to pick up on this, and maybe some of the stories on your website, because you don't hear sometimes that positive of a story when you hear about young people today, unfortunately. But this was an incredible story. Do Do you know what I'm talking about? In any way, or I don't know specifically, but I can tell you that I get dozens across my desk. Our highest award is called the Freedom Award, and part of the Freedom Award is a servant leader project where they go out in the community, they do something for the community. We also have a project similar to that for for younger boys. That it's sort of a practice freedom freedom project that they do uh, for, for an award at, at a y- younger level. So we see that all the time about boys out in the community, anything from homeless shelters to food pantries to to, to building park benches to repairing uh, trails. Uh, and there's all kinds of things that, that boys are doing uh, that are benefiting the community. And I think young people are wanting to be challenged more than just sitting behind a video game and, and a screen on television, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And they need those opportunities. And so Trail Life is an organization that's giving them that. The camping experience, mm-hmm. I 
remember we were new scouts. My friend and I were responsible to cook the evening meal, and we had burgers that night. And we didn't know much about building a fire. We were trying to get a fire to go. And so we discovered if we could put leaves on it, it seemed like it smoked a lot. So we thought, well, maybe the fire must be good to cook the burgers. Well, the outside were kind of getting brown. And we thought they were ready. You know, of course, they were not cooked on the inside at all because we didn't have enough heat in our skillet. But it's those kind of things when you get out there together with other guys and dads and experience the outdoors and other things like that. Well, we focus on character growth leadership development and adventure and so people will ask us sometimes how do you develop leadership how do you how do you do that for boys well the the troop is broken up into patrols and a patrol could be six to eight boys and so that's what you experience something like that with the six or eight boys they're responsible for planning that event they're responsible for going out and shopping getting the stuff for the meals for, and, and there's a patrol leader who's responsible for getting everybody in line and signing things you're going to cook dinner you're going to clean up afterwards you're going to help set up the tents and so boys are experiencing this 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 opportunity to lead where else do you see that in our society yeah. Yeah. Boys, boys get a leave. chain of command. Yeah, or public speaking. You know, to stand in front of a troop and say, "I'm, I'm going to give the announcements today." You know, that's one of the greatest fears that people have. Boys get to practice this in that environment, and there just isn't there aren't many opportunities in the world for boys to do that. So, parents are loving the character development, the leadership training, and the boys are loving the adventure. Wow! Is there a covenant that Trail Life require, say, a church that wants to bring in Trail Life to their community? How does somebody go about bringing? trail life to their church maybe there's just a group of parents that want to bring trail life to their boys well if they go to traillifeusa.com traillifeusa.com there's two l's in the middle there's a get connected tab and if you go there you can find out where troops are in your area there's a map of the united states you can put in your zip code or your address or, or your county or whatever and it'll show you all the troops that are nearby and if there isn't one you can also click on start a troop and that takes you through the process now we have eight thousand volunteers across the country to assist and we also have the staff to assist you getting your troop up and running. There is a statement of faith that that church agrees to. There's many denominations that we can't charter troops at. We're very particular about about the, the types of, of beliefs. And so there's a, there's a Trinitarian statement of faith, and there's also a statement of values that talks about things like the definition of marriage. And so our chartering organizations agree to that, and every adult member in the, in the organization signs that statement of faith and agrees to live according to it. Now, we charter probably 30 or 40 different denominations, but all of them can agree with that with that statement of faith. The leaders can, can agree with that, that statement of faith. But we give enough program flexibility where the church can kind of operate the program with its own flavor. We are strict in terms of the statement of values, which talks about things like a man and a woman, human sexuality, things like that. But in general, churches that embrace uh, the Nicene Creed are going are gonna to be accepting of us. It takes about five adults to start the troop and a church that agrees to sponsor. We consider ourselves an outreach of the local church. Uh, we're not just a group that's meeting in the basement. We're like the Sunday school. Well, again, Pastor Greg, I remember him saying, this is ours. We own this. Yeah. Under the guidelines of Trail Life that we've committed to, but this is flexible within our ministry. You know, we work it according to how we want to do ministry. Yeah, you know, ch- churches are busy places, but the Trail Life program brings something new to a church that, that they're not seeing anywhere else. And so we find the churches are growing, churches to start trail of troops, because you can, you can invite a boy for forever to come to Sunday school, and he may or not come, but you say, hey, you know what, we're going hiking this week, and we're going bouldering, or whitewater rafting, or ziplining, or we're going outdoors, we're going camping. That boy comes, and what we're seeing over and over, Byron, is that unchurched <laughs> boy joins the troop. 
and then that unchurched family joins the church. And it's just a powerful thing. Churches are growing when they started. They may say, you know, gosh, we're taking on another ministry. Well, you're growing the church. You're inviting people from the community who wouldn't come to anything else that you offer. Yeah. Like you said, the single moms say, I need a place to send my son where he can be around men, and it's safe. You know, all of our adults are background checked and child and safety youth protection trained. So I I need a safe place to send my son. In the community, I want to go hang out with other men. So... Churches are growing when they start Trail of USA troops. Just thought about, Mark, when you saw the demise of where Boy Scouts was going and you wanted to make a change and you started thinking about trail life and how God gave you the vision to move this direction. You said you have two, three boys. How many sons do you have? I have two sons at home. Two sons at home. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your relationship with your sons as you started moving in this new direction, as they had already experienced Boy Scouts, and they all of a sudden they're seeing their dad taking them from here to move over here. Yeah. Well, let me correct you first of all. This wasn't my idea. I didn't start this. 300 volunteers across the country. Well, you came together. I was there at the beginning, Yeah. but, but we don't point to a founder, so I just wanted to correct that. Yeah, my, my boys, of course, we enjoyed Boy Scouting. Uh, we loved that opportunity. We're part of a great troop. And then when Trail Life started, that troop moved over and became a Trail Life troop. And we're thankful that that happened. So my oldest son was both an Eagle Scout and Boy Scouts. And then he was able to transfer. We allowed the boys to transfer over from Boy Scouts. They could transfer a lot of their badges over. You know, there's some things that are the same, hiking or camping or lighting first a fire, aid, maybe. cooking, first aid. Yeah. yeah, so they can get credit for a lot of those things. So that isn't wasted time. But there's a lot of things that we do have, like our family, our family man, our citizenship, our values, badges that you're not going to find in, in Boy Scouts. So it took him about a year and have to convert his eagle into the Freedom Award, which is the highest award in Trail Life USA. But now my oldest son is in Liberty University. He's a junior at Liberty. And my youngest son is traveling this summer. He's interning with an organization called Teen Pact. It's a government leadership school. And so he's going state to state for a week. I think this week he's in Indiana. <laughs> and so he's taking a gap year in order to travel around with them. And uh, what a perfect opportunity. We're political yeah. season, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's loving it. Hey, before we say goodbye, too, I want to talk a little bit about your book, Let Boys Be Boys, Three Winning Strategies for Leaders of Boys. Talk about writing this book. Well, here's what we know. Boys are are getting a a rough rough treatment in today's society. Toxic masculinity has painted all men and boys with a, with a broad brush. And we believe in restoring something that we call classic masculinity, where it's the things that we recognize that, 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 that make, men, make men great. And so let boys be boys. I wrote that for our leaders because with my mental health background and understanding development, child, childhood development, I wrote that for our, for our troop leaders to understand how to minister to these young men about how they're different from girls. And I thought, you know what? Sunday school leaders could use this. Teachers, coaches could use this. And so we wrote the book to, to speak to anyone who's a leader of boys. And we talk about three primary things. When we talk about the, you have to embrace the biological and psychological differences between boys and girls. They're just there. You can't deny that it's science. You can't say, no, that doesn't exist. Boys and girls are different. And the second point is risk and competition. Boys love risk and competition. If you put them in a situation and you tell them there's not a winner, they check out. You know, you got two five-year-old boys walk up to you and they say, hey, can we go to the water fountain to get a drink of water? Well, when you say yes, you've fired the starting pistol, basically. Yeah. You know, they're going to run. It's, it's a race. Yeah. That's in them to do that. And so we recognize risk and competition drives boys. And then also the third thing, we talk about movement. 
boys have got to move in order to learn. They know that. And psychiatrists, Harvard psychiatrists have, tell, have told us that motion in boys increases the blood flow to the brain and makes it easier for them to learn. Well, boys know that intuitively. That's why they're fidgeting in their chair. They're telling me, if you're going to put me in this classroom and tell me to sit still, be quiet, I'm probably not going to learn. <laughs> and that's why we've seen this. One of the reasons why we see boys are twice as likely to be declared special education, three times more likely to be ADHD. They have fallen behind girls, Byron, in every single academic category. Now more girls are going to college, more girls are getting master's degrees, more girls are getting doctoral degrees than boys. Suicide rates, crime rates, drug abuse for boys are just going through the roof. So I wrote Let Boys Be Boys to help address this problem of how boys are being treated in our yeah. society today. I like to think of them as kind of the canaries in the coal mine. You know how they put the canaries in there that if they were noxious fumes they would stop singing and if right. it got really bad they would die? Boys are like canaries in the coal mine of our culture today and they are paying a price. Wow. They're suffering and, we, and we're, we're ignoring them. Girls are wonderful and girls need, need our attention. I was at Kennedy Space Center just last week sat through this beautiful presentation and it ended with this female astronaut coming up and it was a voiceover so you couldn't hear her voice but you could read her lips she said who wants to go to space and all these hands go up and the camera comes down and it's all these girls and I'm thinking that's wonderful that's wonderful for girls but where are the boys yeah. and where are the boys can boys go to space too you know, can, <laughs> yeah. you know, so we're so focused on restoring something uh, from the past that, that I think in an overbalanced kind of way we're ignoring we're, we've abandoned boys even Boy Scouts deciding to leave their path. It's a wonderful organization. They're abandoning boys, and Trail Life has stepped up to fill that gap. It's really a big part of the confusion of boys wondering, who am I? Trying to find their identity, Mm -hmm. too, wouldn't you say? Well, you know, in generations past, we sent men to war, and they died there. And then we brought them home from war, and we sent them to work. And they died there, high blood pressure, stress, all those things. But they were glad to do that because they were going to give, to make a sacrifice for the country or for the family or whatever. Men were glad to take on these great challenges. But we've taken that purpose away, and men are faltering. They, that's this failure to launch thing. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. They fail once, and they're through because we haven't taught them how to fail and recover and fail and recover. You know, we're raising a generation, I, I like to say, of unproductive narcissists. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're unproductive because we haven't asked them to do anything, and the narcissists because we haven't let them fail. Wow. So we get, we have to turn back to giving the boys real-life challenges that they can overcome, that they can fail at, they can recover and get it done and learn that failure happens, recovery happens, and i got to work hard in order to succeed. Mark Hancock, thank you so much for joining Bot Radio Network here from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention 2020 here in Nashville, Tennessee, where we're bringing you today's show. Mark Hancock, the CEO of Trail Life USA, and the book is called Let Boys Be Boys. This book is available how? Can we get the copy of this book? You actually get it for free right now. You go to our website, traillifeusa.com, and you can download it for free. Okay, and I encourage our listeners to do that. Go to the website, traillifeusa.com. TrailLifeUSA.com. Get the copy of the book. Learn more about this. If you've got a young boy that needs a Trail Life USA, please get the information. In the Memphis area, there is a Trail Life USA, and maybe there's more than one troop, but right now I know Dr. Greg Spears in the Collierville area in his church has a Trail Life USA. And for those who have daughters, yes, there is something for daughters. Just quickly mention the organization that you partner with for girls. American Heritage Girls was started about 25 years ago, so we like to think of them as our older sisters. <laughs> but they're doing a great job in, this, in the same same way. But yeah. they're, they're focused on girls, and we're focused on boys. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Again, from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm Byron Tyler. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.